Welcome to JNR Basketball. I'm John, joined by Ronnie, and we're looking at Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 in the books, just ended, and what a game. It, I, there were points where I didn't think anybody wanted to win this game, the way that the, the right. play was kind of sloppy in the fourth quarter. What did you think of it overall, Ronnie? Are you happy with the outcome? Or, yeah, uh, just... I mean, I'm I'm happy with it. It's it's fine. It was I was thinking the same thing, though. Like It just seemed like no one really cared if they won or not. I don't know if they were looking to having maybe a, a start at their vacation or what, <laughs> but it just seems like the Celtics kept giving the Heat so many chances to, to take the lead and, and take it away from them. It was really weird. It was it was very, very weird. They Sloppy plays, sloppy fouls, suspect shot selection. Try saying mm-hmm. that five times fast. <laughs> uh, it just wasn't it wasn't crisp basketball. So I, I don't I don't really know. You know, seven game series takes a toll on everybody, certainly, but there was definitely a lot going on that didn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And then so, that- in case you haven't heard yet, the Miami Heat lose at home to the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics are going to the NBA Finals. They win this game one hundred to ninety six. Al Horford has played one hundred and forty one playoff games, and he will now play his first. NBA final game. So Yay. that's kind of nice to see that happen. I kind of appreciate somebody who's been in the league for so long and hasn't tasted NBA finals. We sort of saw the same thing last year with Chris Paul. Uh, yep. So it's it's nice to get another one of those old timers into the NBA finals. Yeah, I think last podcast you said he was the oldest player in a league that hasn't reached the finals, right? Yeah, I believe so. Oldest yeah. active player. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, good job. So it's good to see that happen. This game was wild. The third quarter was absolutely frantic. I think I even <laughs> tweeted out that they're really pushing the pace. It just seemed like they the shot clock was ten seconds in their heads, and they were just rushing, shooting, rushing, shooting. I think it was. I don't. Ha- I don't have the score in front of me, but I think it was like eighty to seventy two at the end of the third quarter. And it's like, man, eighty points in the third quarter for two teams that are known for their defenses. Mm-hmm. Something's weird. Something's not right. And I think they were just kind of getting caught up in the moment. Yeah. Well, I, I have this for, in the third quarter. They scored. Uh, Boston scored twenty-seven, and Miami scored twenty-six. Okay, was that bigger than the other quarters, or was it just? Uh... Yeah. Well, f- the Boston first quarter was thirty-two, and then there was twenty-three. So it's kind of about average. And then the last yeah, quarter okay. was eighteen. For Miami, their well, their first quarter was seventeen, and then second thirty-two, and then twenty-six and twenty-one. I should say the the pace was frantic, but the shots were not falling. So maybe that. Maybe that the total score isn't necessarily indicative of that, but it was very just kind of weird. But yeah, yeah, Boston took the lead early in this game, and they were out ahead a lot. I missed the start of the game. I think when I turned it on, it was thirty four seventeen or something. Boston was certainly in control of this game, and that all changed in the second quarter. I think Miami went on an eleven two run to end the half, yeah, and put themselves back into this game and. You know, who's going to win the third quarter? That seems to be the trend, and, and it was really close. Yeah, Boston won the third quarter by one point, but you're right. I mean, Boston was blowing Miami out. It didn't look like much of a game at first in the first quarter, and then the second quarter happened. It was looking pretty similar up until, like, the last four minutes when, yeah, Miami had that run, and they actually made it into a game. And you look at Miami scores, and you realize they didn't have enough people doing enough to win this game. They had two players, really, that scored the majority of the points. You have Jimmy Butler and Bam, who scored 35 and 25, respectively. The only other player in double ditches is Kyle Lowry with 15. And, you know, 
he's their point guard. He scored 15 points, but only three assists. Yeah. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense of, of what he, what their game plan was other than give the ball <clears> to Jimmy. <throat> Jimmy played all 48 minutes, which is pretty darn impressive. Yeah. And it does surprise me about Lowry, too, because he announced that he's going to retire after this year. So you kind of think that he would pick up the pace and kind of, you know, take over a game. Like, this is going to be your, your last time in a league. So, I mean, I don't know. He just didn't really seem like he showed up in, like he has in the past years. I don't know if he's injured or anything, but I know he's older. But I don't know. I just kind of expect yep. more out of him. Yeah, well, well, he missed some games in this series. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it does, he is certainly injured. I just don't know what to what extent. The yeah. big no-show for Miami was P.J. Tucker with zero points, zero shots. Did he get injured? I did. I must have missed that. Mm, that's pretty standard for him almost. Like he, he doesn't score 17 much. 17 minutes, though? He doesn't score. Yeah, 17 minutes is kind of weird, but zero points. Like he, he never shows up and scores hardly any points. He's just more of a, a defensive guy. That is really weird, though. 17 minutes? Yeah, I never. I didn't notice that. Um, Hero came back, Tyler Hero, and he only yeah, played for six Tyler minutes. Hero. Ineffective, completely ineffective. Yeah, they just decided to take him points. out. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably know if you're if you're not if you don't got it today. This is game seven. There is no tomorrow. Right. Uh, but yeah, he did not return in the second half. He did not look great in the first half. He went over to just sort of there. Yeah. So maybe they just and had too seems- many injuries for Miami, and they just couldn't hang on. Yeah, they were certainly dinged up, and, and you were looking down at the, the rest of their minutes played. You know, Dwayne Dedman had minutes previously in this series. He played zero minutes tonight. Uh, there was another guy, Caleb Martin. Not, again, these guys aren't getting big minutes, but they're getting minutes. Uh, they did not play tonight in Game 7, which makes sense. It's a closeout game. You want you want your best guys in there. Duncan Robinson, zero minutes played today as well. Mm-hmm. So they weren't – they didn't have a lot to go to. Uh, right. off the bench and a lot of players that could help them win. So it was a lot of Jimmy Butler. It was a lot of, of uh, Bam Adebayo. So those guys did the majority of the scoring and just wasn't enough. Yeah, and when those guys are on the floor, when you know absorbing all those minutes, there's not going to be many minutes available for anyone else anyways, too. Yeah, that's true. The uh, Boston Celtics spread it around a little bit more. Tatum, 26 points. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart both at 24. So Marcus Smart had a big bounce back game and they absolutely needed him too. Uh, so I was glad to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Really good to see just everyone on the team. And and then do you want to go over who won the MVP for this, these finals too? Yeah. The MVP went to, it went to you, Ronnie. Congratulations. <laughs> no, Jason Tatum won the Larry Bird uh, Eastern Conference MVP award. So congratulations mm-hmm. to him. I think it's kind of cool that the Larry Bird Award, the first it, the first delivery of it, went to somebody on the Boston Celtics. That's kind of cool. Yeah, just coincidentally, that's I I did notice that. I liked it though. I was hoping Larry Bird would be there, but he was not. <laughs> it's something that usually you see him in the stands, you know, watching these big games, you know. But yeah, it is kind of interesting that he wasn't there. Do you see him in the stands in Boston? I don't. I was trying to think if I've ever seen him, and then I saw somebody on Twitter I think ask, he's usually, has he ever been back to Boston since yeah. he left? And he's usually like, at yes, the Indiana games. Yeah, so that was the thing. Yes, when he was the head coach of the Indiana Pacers, he was back in Boston, but I don't think he goes to Celtics games. I think he just sticks to the Pacers. It's not that far away. I mean, why doesn't he go to the other games, the Celtics games? That is That's kind of weird. weird, yeah, because especially when the trophy's named after him. and right. I don't know, It just it was, it was a little weird. Yeah. Interesting. So we talked about it on the last podcast. 
with a fast break and players just kind of pull up and shoot a three instead of trying to drive and get maybe an easy layup or a dunk. And we saw it. I don't know if it was necessarily an open path to the lane, but Jimmy Butler, an opportunity, I would think it was 96-94 at that time. Yeah, they were down by two. Yeah, they get the rebound. Jimmy just takes it up to the court, pulls up to the three-point line and, and shoots a three, try to give them the lead, but I don't think – I think there was a better shot. I think there was a better play there. Uh, I didn't I didn't care for that shot selection. And, you know, the announcers on TV were in agreement. You got to do something different there. You can't just put the fate of the team. I don't know. What, what were your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Yeah, it ended up being a, a bad decision because he missed it, but – like the announcers said, if he did make it, he would have been a hero because then they would have been yeah, up by hero. one. But yeah, but like what we talked about in the po- previous podcast, like you, you just take the higher percentage shots, and it's Jimmy Butler. I mean, you're not gonna. The only person that was down there was Har- Harford, and um, you just need to go at him. You know, you're only down by two, and you just maybe try to get a foul, but get get those two points that you need to to tie it up. But instead, he. He launched a three, and it was a, a very poor-looking three. It's it's one of those threes where you shoot it, and you can see that he was just being too careful about it. He wasn't shooting with confidence. He didn't really follow through that well. He just was very carefully shooting that three to make sure it went in, and it didn't go in. Yeah, I thought it was a bad call, and they don't end up taking the lead. I don't think they led in this game at all. They closed the gap right. many times. Uh, I think at one point it was one point, certainly two points at this point when he made the shot, but they got it really, really close. And then they would go on a run and, and get the lead again. And, and like I said, it was sort of a seesaw game where Boston would have be up by double digits and all of a sudden they'd be down by three or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, up by three. And then all of a sudden they'd come back, be up by double digits. And then, Oh, we're, we're only up by two now. So it was really, really weird. It's they could, they could close it out is kind mm-hmm. of the impression that I got where they had multiple opportunities to be able to do that. Yeah, Boston gave the Heat so many times to get back into the game. and well, Neither team shot very well. Like Boston only shot 41%. Um, Miami Heat only shot 42%. So, yeah, it was, and then three-pointers, it was 11 of 32 for Boston and then 6 of 30 for Miami Heat. Yeah, that I just, why why did Butler take that three? That's not his game either, you know? Like, he he's not that good of a three-pointer shooter. And no, not If he at just would have driven it in and... I mean, I know it's just one play, but it was like a very important play right there. I mean, I, I was surprised when he pulled up. I was like, well, he he's going to try to get the lead right here, but he didn't get it. Well, if he goes in and slams it down with authority, that mm-hmm. place is going to erupt in right? insanity. Boston's probably going to take a timeout, and who knows what's going to happen after that, right? Yeah. It, it, it's definitely getting the tie – at that point, I think is just as valuable, if not more valuable, than getting the lead. Yeah, because there's still a lot of time left. But you get those fans absolutely insane. Like I said, Boston's going to call timeout if you tie it up there, especially mm-hmm. if you slam it down with authority. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Not not a great move. Not a great call. But Boston Celtics advance. They win 196. They're going to face the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. And game one, I think I may have said on the previous podcast it was Tuesday. It's actually on Thursday, so got a couple more days off uh, for basketball than than we originally thought. So mm-hmm. kind of looking forward to that. But yeah, Thursday, game one, NBA Finals in Golden State, and we've we've talked at length about this before. I'm st- I want Boston to win, but I think Golden State is the better team, and I think Golden State wins this series in six. Okay, your, I'll, your prediction? I'll go, I'll go Boston in seven. 
Boston at seven. Okay. What what does Boston need to do to win this series? Um, they it's all about defense. You know, both teams are the best defensive teams in the league, but I definitely think Boston could could stop the Warriors. Not if they played like they did tonight, though. They just I don't know. They they didn't seem very well rounded defensively, you know, but um they they could stop these guys. You just need to gotta stay in front of Curry. You can't let him launch threes no matter what. You just gotta play really far outside the three point line and not let him shoot anywhere. And then they just need to stay on top of Green and Thompson. Green with passing, really. They just need to make sure that he get in his passing lines because he's, yeah, I think he's an assist leader for the team, even though he's a center. <laughs> well, except for Curry. And then, um, yeah, Thompson, he's just, he's always around. So let's see what they do with him. See if they can stop him. I, I think the difference is going to be there's too many shooters on the Warriors and you can defend three of them really, really well, but they're so good at making that extra pass and if if they find the hot hand, they're going to hit it. And there's so many players that even if a couple of them are cold, they'll just go to the next guy. And they've proven that all year and all playoffs. I just think it's going to be too much for Boston's defense. And we've seen in this series, you know, Jason Tatum's been great. Jalen Brown has been extremely cold at times. Uh, Al Horford, not a great night tonight. Grant Williams, a better night tonight. But I just think that there's they're too inconsistent to beat a team that has so many weapons. Yeah. Um, that's that's why I, I think Golden State will work. I would love to see Boston win it. Uh, I've seen Golden State win the championship many, many times. So I, I am rooting for Boston as a fan, but as a objective observer, I, I think Golden State's a better team. So to get here, Golden State, they, they beat the Nuggets, and then they beat the Grizzlies, and then they beat, uh, of course, Dallas Mavericks. Those teams aren't that great. But then to get here for Boston, they beat the Brooklyn Nets. That's huge. They beat the Bucks. They swept the Brooklyn Nets. That wasn't yeah. much of a competition. And and then they beat the number one Heat. So Boston has got to win this. Boston definitely had the tougher road. I think that's. Yeah, I think they're really happy to get a couple of days off. Yeah. Before they have to play again, they've got to be just exhausted, Absolutely. especially with the emotional game seven on the road. But yeah, they definitely had a, a, a tougher path to the NBA Finals. Uh, but, you know, you can make arguments. Golden State went against the league MVP and Nikolai Jokic. Mm-hmm. So that's that's no slouch. They went against John Morant and the Grizzlies, who were the number two seed. So that's, you know, that's not an accident. You don't become the number two seed by accident. And yep. then the Dallas Mavericks have arguably one of the best players in the league right now. I mean, he made the all-NBA team, and they just made him look bad so they're they're a good team they played good teams no one no one's in the playoffs accidentally at this stage especially in the second third rounds so yeah i i would say boston had a tougher path but golden state certainly paid their dues to get there as well agreed yep they just make it look easy yeah (laughs) all right guys that's going to do it for us thanks for listening to the special jnr overtime edition we'll be doing another episode just like this after every game of the nba finals First game is Thursday, June 2nd. Yes, Thursday, June 2nd. So catch it, catch us after the show or after the game and uh, hear our knee-jerk reactions. We'd love to hear yours as well. Check out the podcast description. Check out the JNR fan line and leave us a voicemail of what you thought of this game or, or after game one of the NBA Finals. And uh, we'd love to play that on the podcast. So check out your, your description. Give us a call. Leave us a message. And... Thanks for listening to us. We'll see you again soon. And I'm excited. NBA Finals, here we come. Thanks, guys.